We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. Nosotros crecemos cuando damos. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. Welcome to ROG, Return on Generosity. I'm your host, Shannon Cassidy. This podcast celebrates generosity at work, not financial giving. Giving valuable time, mutual respect, alternative perspectives, and genuine collaboration. Women's History Month is a celebration of women's contributions to history, culture, and society. As you know, ROG has dedicated the month of March to women's history and the essential role women play worldwide. Our special guest today is our final guest in this great series. Fosta Ballesteros is the VP of Culture Experience at Cognizant Soft Vision. Fosta supervises all global corporate communications and marketing programs. What I appreciate most about you, Fosta, is your commitment to women in leadership, the ways that you drive recognition and improvements for women in technology and software engineering, and your warm and energizing personality. Welcome to ROG, Fosta. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you for having me here. A pleasure to be with you, closing this Woman Month in March. Yes, it's so appropriate, right? Because I know that you are one of the Makers Awardees, which we'll probably talk about, and you're just a thriving, driving force in the cognizant community for women in leadership. And just thank you for investing your time with us today. So why don't we start with a little bit of your background? Tell us some more about you, Fosta. Um, so, well, the first thing is I'm, I'm originally from Argentina. So I've been living in the U.S. for since 2007, uh, an interesting ride. On that, besides being a communicator, right, I've been working in communication and, and, and marketing uh, for the past 20 years, always in very uh, engineering driving uh, companies and environment. I started my career mostly in uh, with oil and gas engineers in Shell. Then I move a little bit in the agency side and then I get back to, to now software engineers. Right. So always in uh, being uh, surrounded with a lot of especially men uh, engineers, right? So it's it's been a ride there and trying to always find interested women uh, and, and also men that are kind of allies in that uh, and making women grow and, and, and believe, right? So um, after that, I started my career in Argentina. Then I moved uh, to the US pregnant with my first boy and that's how I kind of do a, a career change uh, into more technology and uh, and software, and that's where where I'm today. Mm. Oh, that's amazing! And a mother of four boys, right? Exactly. So uh, even though I've been pushing a lot of the women interested and think I ha- I've been blessed with four boys, so I'm the only uh, woman at home. Uh, not only at work sometimes, but also at home. So uh, it's fun to 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 have that uh, fun and 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 very active, right? So I have four boys from. 14, 10, 12, and, and five-year-old that uh, keep me busy uh, outside work too. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. So when you talk about work-life integration and how we can do it all and all this, like you really are <laughs> juggling a lot. So thank you for sharing that with us. So where are some of the ways that you have witnessed generosity at work? One of the things that I saw generosity arise when the pandemic became so even though it was really disruptive, right? At the same time, it forced us to be more humane, more compassionate with others, right? From the 
beginning that now every call, at least that we still have in Zoom or every time that we see each other, we are starting saying, hey, how are you feeling today? Or uh, being more aware of, of the mental health of the people and how they're really again, struggling at home with the kids or with their parents or, or with elders that they have to do, right? So I feel like while there were kind of two years a little bit uh, strong or, or or hard for a lot of people, right? Uh, I'm still surprised of the generosity I see it from the co-workers, from the people, right? From each other. So I think that uh, really make us more humane and more compassionate, right? That, that we were before. And again, and I, that's, kind of the 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 phrase or the quote that I like from from Churchill that he says not way don't waste a good crisis right so I think that companies and leaders that became more humane and compassionate after right the the COVID they they're the winners right they're, they did that they didn't waste the opportunity of the Christ right so and a little bit of that we're seeing now right with the Ukraine crisis as you know well I, I lead a, a team of 35 people that are in nine countries all around the world. Uh, uh, some of them are uh, near uh, Eastern Europe. So I have people in, in, in Romania, in Lithuania, in Poland, uh, some partners in Ukraine, right? And even to see uh, that generosity now from people that are taking their time off, their own personal PTO to go to the to the frontier to, to help people, to take toys, uh, to take first aid, uh, things to, to batteries, water, even oxygen, right? Just to help, and and not something that we organize it corporate, right? To to look good, but mostly that is happening that is grassroots. That is happening from from people that they feel like they saw in TV or that they know someone and they say, "Hey, I just want to help." For sure. And how are you as a leader managing people all over the world, knowing that some of your talent is in, knowing that some of your talent are in these dangerous places and feeling like, you know, like you're saying that there's some grassroots efforts to help them. But I mean, how are you feeling and how do you process all that? I think we learn a lot about the, right, about listening to be to each other and about being a uh, being there, right? Sometimes you don't need to do something. You just give time to slow down, to say to people that it's okay if if they need to take a day off or if they uh, need some time to process things, right? So again, it's going back to being more humane and compassionate about people. Uh, and that again, something, it is different where you are, right? So we when depending on the perspective, right, to have a global team, right, we sometimes tend to think that there's only one way uh, or one side of the things, right? And we say, well, for some people, this is just a war and it's really in another continent, so it doesn't touch me. And 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 for some other people, this brings a lot of ghosts, right, from the past, from other wars, from other stories, right? So always to listen, to be on the other shoes and try to, to, to be open, uh, to other point of view. Again, that's when you work in a global team, that's your day to day. But um, if you can apply it uh, to, to this, it's, it's the same, just to be open. Some people need some time and some people actually know they need to be treated as nothing in happen and they need more work because they need to put their mind there. So it's kind of adapt up and listen to to what everyone needs and and again being being human and, and compassionate about about the, the reality yes and that's one of the things that you just brought up about how to be a generous leader is to really be compassionate 
to care about the mental health of the people that we're working with and ourselves and to really listen. Like That's what I'm hearing you say. Like, listen and know that you're not just going to have one solution that helps everyone. You're going to have to adapt your approach to meet the people where they are. And that Churchill quote about not wasting a good crisis is a good one to say, you know, if we're going to be in a situation that's as challenging as these, how can we use it as an opportunity to be more humane and to connect with each other? Um, I've heard you say, too, that generosity of knowledge is something that you witness and I know that you support and invest in in your work community. So tell me more about the generosity of knowledge. That's kind of core, at least in, in our daily work um, and, and something that I've been experienced too. also. Uh, when I think of generosity for me, knowledge or even time of someone of a mentor, it's, 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 it's what I've been receiving the more uh, in my career, right? Uh, in our organization, especially we are organized like that. We organize our experts in, in what we call communities. Uh, and communities is, as technologies evolve, right, innovation becomes more competitive and the talent shortage remains steady. So our communities allow us to scale that craftsmanship, right, that maybe one group has that the other doesn't, right? So amongst our experts, they give, we give them the space to learn from each other, to connect, to thrive, not only professionally, but also personally, right? So our communities are, they're globally connected. As I told you, we are in nine countries uh, all around the world, but they are locally represented. So there's that uh, local, global knowledge, right? There's kind of a teaching system where everyone's builds together, right? So being part of a community means that you're joining a group of people that have similar interests than you, or maybe different, right? But, but it's designed to help you grow, to help you learn. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, technology evolves so fast that even what you learn at university, right, it's, it's not enough. So they are, the only way to keep updated, to keep to, to, to keep learning was to for us to create those communities. That, again, that and everything is very democratic. So the, the new knowledge is not coming from the leader. It's coming from everywhere. We say, hey, this is a new technology. Let's explore it together. Let's work together. Let's play. Right. And then, of course, that, that knowledge, we, we then pass it to the clients, right? But for me, it's really uh, nice to see, right, that we are creating this culture in which people expect to learn from each other and not in an organized way, more from right from, from the grassroots, as I, I'm going to say. It's really feel like a community. When we come back, Fausta will share about her personal experience with mentoring. I'm Joe Panfield, President and CEO of the T. Howard Foundation. We fulfill our mission to increase diversity in the media industry by offering college students paid internships with major media companies. As a result of their internship experience, nearly 200 of our interns are hired every year in communications, marketing, and even on-air talent. For more information about our program, visit t-howard.org. And we're back with more from Fausta Ballesteros, VP of Culture Experience at Cognizant Soft Vision. So what are some experiences that you have had in your career 
what kind of mentors have you had? I'm sure you've had several, but you know, anyone stand out for you as like a professional mentor? Yeah. So my, um, again, my, my boss today, that uh, was my professional mentor, uh, Andres uh, Angelani, right? That now is the CEO of, of Sufficient. Um, that is the, the company that I work, right? He's the other, right? Uh, again, funny men that support me in this next step of my career, right? Um, you are always, uh, when you are in a professional career, you are always in that place, okay, what's, what's my next big step, right? Or should I kind of stay here uh, forever? And he's the one that we were working together in another company. He he was named CEO of, of this new company and he invited me to to join him. Right, believing more himself than what I believe in myself. Right, so um, that that for me was was key. Right, he said, "Hey, no, I think you can build a team. You can be the leader here." So he gave me the the opportunity, the guidance, and and again the trust and believe in that that I can do it. Uh, and again, he was right because I now I, I I'm able to be in to have a to see my career really grows in this new step that I didn't dream that it would be like that, right? So again, always being available, always pushing me, but in a good way. Uh, and also even the mistakes, right? I, I remember a lot of things that we, like what we call failures or fail fast, right? And he said, okay, yes, it was horrible, but <laughs> let's move to the next thing. So even to to minimize those needs, those small challenges or things, right, that can happen in your career that maybe can stop you, right, to have someone there to say, hey, no, it doesn't matter, next time will be great. Mm -hmm. So that, that for me is generosity. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And do you see yourself modeling that as well, like the kinds of things that you've learned from him and other great leaders that you've had the chance to work with? Like, do you catch yourself using some of those same strategies and encouraging people to fail fast and, and that type of thing? Yes. Again, I think you, you, you tend to, to, to give what you receive, right? So that give back. So if you had great mentors, I think you, you then become one. So I'm trying, I'm trying to, to do that. Right. And, and again, you, you try to keep what works for you and give it to, to the others. Uh, so yes, I, uh, of course, failure is not easy, right? Um, but but also once you get on the on the on the practice of hey we we can fail fast and cheap the the fastest and cheaper the better but sometimes you don't fail fast and cheap right but you need to keep moving uh, and 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 not put all the energy on the past and say hey, use that as a learning opportunity and, and next time will be better in my experience the the people that fail the most that are the, the ones that are more successful later because they, they learn so much from that experience that gives the roots to, 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 to grow something bigger. Mm. And I think that's what you were saying before too about the working together, better together, and how when we do fail, which is inevitable if we're trying hard enough, <laughs> um, for us to share that with other people so they can learn as we're learning and hopefully minimize their risk of having the same kind of failure. I appreciate that generosity too. So how about in your personal life? You know, what are some examples of how you've seen generosity just from people in your in your personal life, in your family? So th this is my favorite story. Um, and, and it's about my five-year-old now, four-year-old back then, right? And it's related to that uh, to that thing again that my dad always say that you can 
you can learn from everyone, right? It doesn't mean that learning comes always from leaders or people that is older and more experienced, right? Learnings and, and can come from from any corner. And so it was one of one of those days that you finish work and you're very tired. And and again, and I have to go, I say go out because I work from home now. So I go out from my home office and one of my kids, Valentin, that is my youngest, was there and saying, Hey mom, and um, how are you? What are you are you are you sad? Did you run out of battery? Right? He's very familiar with iPads and iPhones, right? So I say, yes, well, I run out of battery, but I can't plug myself, right? Like an iPad or an iPad, and I'm kind of red, you know, the, the, the charging of red, green, and, and yellow. And say, hey, so how do you recharge yourself if you can't plug? So, so, so I have say, I really have got hug from him, right? So I said, well, moms recharge themselves by hugs. So he started hugging me. So I take advantage of that opportunity and she asked me, hey, I still red. Yes, I'm still red. You need to keep hugging, right? So now that became kind of a, a tradition. So I think he also enjoys it. So he knows that that's our game. And so he said, mom, do you need batteries now? Right? I think you're yellow. So he comes and hug me. And so, uh, and, and again, I, uh, I, I bring that, that uh, learning to now my work, right? Because sometimes, even though now we don't see each other in person, right? You can feel when someone is also in red on yellow. And, and even when you don't, you can't charge them, right? You can always make a joke or again, or give them a extra day or, or again, be gentle or be human uh, and, and be aware, right? That sometimes you need a break and sometimes someone needs a, or a new project or a new challenge, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And for us to think about, you know, what do we do when our batteries are low and what are some of the resources we have? And, you know, if getting a hug would help to recharge a battery, you know, who do we have in our lives who can offer us that kind of love and empathy? So you are notably a generous leader, somebody that is described as a generous leader, someone who contributes in the well-being and the support of others. What are some of the things that you have found to be a return on generosity? Well, for me, it's, uh, of course, generosity, I said to to you maybe when we talk about the mentorship, right? It's it's That is contagious, right? So it's paid forward, right? So I feel like um, when someone is generous with me, right, you you want to do it to others, right? You want you find yourself being wanting to be better, right? Or to be more generous to to others, to give back. Um, so for me, that's one of the return, right? And if we eventually build not only an organization or a family or a world, right, that gets into that virtuous circle, right? I think we can do 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 great things, right? But it has to start with someone, right? And I think if um, we we feel like again the the world is so mess there are so many issues and troubles right but we have our own right uh, space to do a change and to to do better uh, and and, he, and and we have the control of that so we only need to try uh, to do that so that's one for me that 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 is really contagious and that's, that we can do a very different in the world, like, like a good virus, right? Not, not the, the bad one, 
the the other for me uh, really return is the right the relationship building right uh, for me um, I'm a people person uh, so um, empathy generosity right everything that we we do or we give uh, to others right and, and and bring people together since since I I'm a, I'm a little girl right I I I tend to to play matchmaker if you want a little bit but not in a sometimes in a romantic way but mostly in a hey connect people that have something in common that can build something together right you see it I, I see it right uh, these people has this passion these people can help this person and and make those connections uh, and now that I, as a leader of a team right I I play with that a little bit right I feel like sometimes like an orchestra uh, conductor right I I I match to people to a new projects and say, hey, how they will work. Maybe they will learn something or working together, right? That they're totally opposite or people that are really great, but maybe they're in different areas, how they can uh, get together. So I think that not only builds relationships, but also empower people because they, they discover some new size of themselves or or a way that they are shining that they never they didn't know. I love that analogy of the orchestra conductor and that, you know, we could even think, you know, what's more important, the conductor or the musician? And I think the way you're describing it, it's both, right? The the musicians are necessary to make the music and the conductor is, is essential in keeping it connected. And like you're saying, like, what kind of song could be created if these two musicians know each other and can and play music together so i think that's such an awesome way to demonstrate generosity is recognizing when there is some kind of a connection that you could make between people and foster those relationships that's that's really beautiful so thinking about how as a conductor you bring people together for the greater good and you know one plus one is infinity you know what are some of the ways that you have seen people working together for the benefit of women in leadership so um women in leadership is again as being a woman and, and being in an organization right it's 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 is there right so you 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 can't ignore the topic, right? You have to do something, especially if you're in a leader position. So some of the things that we tried at and, and I did every day, right? At the beginning was first show, right? So a lot, the power of storytelling and showing the, the real woman, right? Because you, you don't want to be what you don't see, right? So there were, when we started with some of these initiatives, there were a lot of women, again, especially in Eastern Europe, Europe that is a... a one of the areas that we work, right? There's not so much difference like we see in the US with women and men working in, in technology. But what we saw is that they're not in the spotlight, right? So there were a lot of women, but they were kind of hiding or not sharing their stories, right? So the first thing that we did is first discover and say, hey, share your story. Your story can be inspired, right? We can share a little bit to other people so they can they want to be like you, right? So that's one of the first things that we started uh, four years ago and putting a woman in, uh, on the main stage, right? Writing their stories, sharing their in their normal ways, right? We did a whole uh, photo shoot during COVID showing women being moms and being uh, uh, cooking at their houses while they were coding, right? But showing them in their real life, right? Showing vulnerability and 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 because they say, hey, if you see someone doing like that, you think, hey, maybe I can do it too. So 
that's one of the first steps uh, that we did uh, for that. Then the second is really to to make them believe, right, that they can do whatever they they want, right. So uh, that's that's the other the encouragement where we also have some man allyship there, right, and say, hey, yes. Uh, we need more women here. Uh, you can do it. Uh, it's possible. We believe in you, right? We give you the opportunity. That's incredible. And I know that the Cognizant Women Empowered Initiative, where you sponsor the makers and you, as an organization, Cognizant pledged to employ at least 100,000 women around the world by 2020, and you achieved that by the fall of 2019, which is remarkable. So I really appreciate that organizations like yours are putting metrics around this and you're saying put them in the spotlight so all of our guests share a favorite motto life mantra kind of something that keeps them grounded and focused on the things they believe in what comes to mind when you think about a life mantra fosta so the um, the one that i again that i have here in a in a posted in my in my office or in my window it's is really about a little bit of what we were saying yesterday right it's let your life not be a sterile life, right? Be useful, leave it on and, and light up, right? So it's more about making that mark, empower someone, open a door, uh, make a connection, right? Introduce someone uh, to someone or even, right? Uh, make that joke or that relaxed moment that someone you need when someone is very tense or, or preoccupied, right? So, uh, we can all make a difference from our uh, small place that we are, right? And we have that power, right? So it's, it's how we use it uh, for, for others. That's kind of what I try to do or what I what I try on my team, right, to to do every day, right? There, that's the important thing. Yes. Uh, well, you do that so well. You light up, you use your power, you make things light when they need to be. And you're really just so present and full of passion. I really appreciate you taking time and sharing your light with us today. Thank you, Shannon, for the opportunity. Again, as I was telling at the beginning, right, I'm always in the in the other side, right, helping our leaders be on the spotlight. So it's, it's, it's nice and also strange to be myself, but thanks for that opportunity. <laughs> Our OG takeaway tip, how to apply what we've learned to our own work and lives. Fausta shared so many nuggets of wisdom that we can take into our personal and work lives. Here are four. Number one, be humane and compassionate. Fausta shared many examples of what compassionate and generous leadership means. Ask people, how are you doing? And really listen. Ask and listen to know what they need most during all of this disruption and uncertainty the VUCA world as it's often described. Some people need time to process. Others need more work to stay busy. Make it your business to know what your team needs and support them in the ways that they feel most supported. Number two, be the conductor. As an executive coach, I encourage leaders to see themselves in this role very often. Think of your team and organization like an orchestra. You've got so many different types of talent, levels of ability and interests. Envision yourself as the conductor is a fitting metaphor for generous leadership. Having the vision is knowing what you want the music to sound like and how you see everyone contributing to it. When someone isn't performing well, it's on the conductor to make sure that the expectations are clear 
and that helpful feedback is provided. The role of the conductor is to bring out the best in everyone. And as Fausta said, the level of seniority or tenure is not as important as the talent and passion. One last note on this. Catch yourself before you pull up a chair and an instrument, when what the organization really needs is for you to stand up and enable others to play. Number three, charge your battery. Right now, in this moment, is your battery red, yellow, or green? Empty, running low, or fully charged? What do you need in order to maintain a positive charge for you to fulfill your mission? In my work with teams, we focus on energy management. It's the strategic process for maintaining and keeping your battery charged. Try the concept of strategic recovery this week and see if it charges you. It's when you give yourself permission to rest and recharge. Even a one-minute breathing exercise may be enough. See how it goes. Lastly, number four, shine your light. One of the benefits of a fully charged battery is the brightness of your light. Let your life not be a sterile life, as Fausta said. Be useful. Leave your light on. Shine bright. Make your mark. Do it by empowering someone. Maybe opening a door, coaching or mentoring someone, connecting people that have the same passion. So this week, be intentionally compassionate. Take the lead and be the conductor. Find ways to charge your battery and unapologetically shine your light bright. Join us next week with Tiffany Yu, CEO and founder of Diversibility. Until then, stay generous, everyone. Thanks for listening to ROG, Return on Generosity podcast. Please help us grow by subscribing and reviewing us on your favorite podcast player. And for more information, visit bridgebetween.com. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give.